Good evening, everyone, and welcome this evening to Stay Focused. I am just really pleased to come to you for the second day in a row. Uh, my name is Pastor Jay Morgan. I'm the director of the Appalachian Prayer Center Ministries. I help lead the West Virginia Prayer Alliance. Um, today, I'm going to talk on this uh, episode of Stay Focused um, about the role of the fivefold ministry and the church during times of crisis. Now, I want to go ahead and ask you on the front end to grab a Bible. Um, I will be reading several things. You can go ahead and turn to Ephesians 4 in your Bible. I will be reading now the English Standard Version, but um, uh, just whatever Bible you have, whatever when you read uh, news, go ahead and get that. I want to encourage you to get some things, to take uh, some notes. Uh, I want to talk um, about several things here. Also, uh, I want to encourage you to, to share this uh, video around to to church leader friends, to Christian friends that you have. Um, I want to say just on the front end, uh, I want to talk just about a couple things going on uh, in the ministries that, that we're part of. The West Virginia Prayer Alliance for two days straight now. We, um, yesterday and today, um, we have hosted nonstop worship and intercession and Bible teaching and preaching for 12 hours a day, we plan on doing this at least two weeks, and then just depending on the, the state of quarantine and all that, we'll, we'll start making some reassessments to see uh, if we're going to, to uh, continue this. But I, I'm going to tell you, all day yesterday, all day today, I've been encouraged and blessed. Anytime I needed to be encouraged, the only thing I had to do is flip over to the West Virginia Prayer Alliance page and click on... Uh, that's the latest link that was shared. Wow, wow, wow. I'm not saying this because it's a ministry I lead, but I am just proud to help lead this ministry. I'm thankful that it's there. I'm thankful for the dozens and dozens of worshipers and intercessors and Bible teachers and preachers that are connected all over the state of West Virginia. Can't see my, my shirt here, but it's a West Virginia Prayer Alliance shirt. I am so proud uh, for a year and a half now to to, to have met and networked relationally um, with so many people all over the state of West Virginia as well in the, in the last two years all over the Appalachian region. Um, I believe we have come into the kingdom for such an hour as this. We're, we're doing this initiative with uh, West Virginia Prayer Alliance called Hope and Light WV. Hope and light West Virginia, and we want it to be more than hope and light for West Virginia. We want it to be hope and light for the, the whole country, the, the world during these uncertain times. Um, and so I just wanted to begin by just saying that, you know, today is March 24th. If you're listening to this later or listen to a podcast later, today is March 24th, 2020. The world is currently in a major time of uncertainty as um, nearly 150 nations right now are grappling with understanding, containing, and eradicating um, this new novel coronavirus and the disease associated with it, COVID-19. Uh, we believe that, uh, that the church, in every time of crisis, the church must stand up and be hope and light. Jesus said, uh, after after Peter uh, said to Jesus, and this is going to really just link into what um, I'm going to talk um, about today with the, the role of the fivefold ministry in the church during times of crisis. But um, 
Jesus asked the disciples, uh, who do men say I am? And they gave him a variety of answers. And Peter said, and then he said, but who do you say I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, Peter. But, 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 the, but, but God revealed this to you. And he said, upon this rock, upon this rock, this foundation, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Guys, I just want to just begin tonight by reminding you of two things. I mean, excuse me, three things. One, God is still in control. God is not up in heaven wringing his hands saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. Two, Jesus is still Lord. And three, there is still a praying church that Jesus is building that's alive and well all over the state of West Virginia, Appalachia, the nation, and the world. And I just want to remind you that this is not the first crisis in the 2,000 years since Jesus established his church. This is not the first worldwide crisis that we have grappled with. And just like our fathers and forefathers before us, we must turn to the rock of who Jesus is. Upon this rock, what is that rock? It's the foundational truth that he is the Christ, the son of the living God. He is our savior. What does it mean when we say Jesus is a savior? The way I like to say it is he is our rescuer. When we could not rescue ourselves, Jesus has rescued us. When we could not save ourselves, Jesus has saved us. And God's Jesus continues to sustain his church. Now, I'm going to read uh, from Ephesians 4 because I am a, not a short-winded preacher. Now, what I tell people all the time is it's not that I'm long-winded. I just tell people you need to learn how to listen quicker. So if you would just listen quicker, I could get through all of this in the 22 or so minutes I have left because as soon as I finish, we got some guys uh, going to go on with worship, taking prayer requests and worshiping uh, for the rest of the evening. And so um, in Ephesians 4, I, I want to talk to you just following up from that, that principle that Jesus is building his church. God, church leader, listen to me carefully. We don't build the church. Jesus is building his church. We go make disciples of Jesus. He said he would build a church, but he told us to go make disciples. Now, Jesus, we know Jesus died. He resurrected. He's victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And then he ascended into heaven. And Paul, uh, the Holy Spirit, through Paul in Ephesians 4, I'm, I'm going to start reading um, at, at verse 9. And, and it says, in saying he ascended, what does it mean? But that he had descended into the lower regions of the earth. We're talking about Jesus. And he who descended is the one who also ascended afar above all heavens, which he might fill all things. Now, so Paul is talking about how Jesus went back to where he came from. But he said, after he ascended, and this is real vital, and this is going to set up the rest of the talk tonight. After he ascended, he gave who? Who gave? Jesus gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, sometimes translated pastors, and the teachers. Now, why did he give what we call the fivefold ministry, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastors, and teachers? Why did he give this? Now, he explains the purpose of this fivefold ministry is to equip the saints for works of ministry, or in other words, to train the saints for work of ministry. So the fivefold ministry is to equip all of us, the saints, meaning the church, you know, 
I'm just going to take a little aside here. This isn't my main talk. This one's this one's free. I'm just going to throw this in. Uh, scripture writers often call you the saints. We call ourselves just sinners. Now, now we were sinners, but I'm just going to just throw this in. If Jesus Christ is your Lord, who you were is gone, and you are a reborn son, daughter of God, you're a child of God, the old is gone, the new has come. Anybody in the virtual room with me? My favorite thing to say is anybody in the room with me? Anyone in the virtual room with me? Can you just understand that Jesus has made you his church? You are the saints of God. Okay, that was the aside, but the purpose of the fivefold ministry is to equip the church for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood. In other words, I just want to say God wants you to grow up. He gave you apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers because he wants you to mature. He don't, and I'm going to keep reading the verse. So that we may no longer, he says, to mature to, to manhood, um, to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children. Now, now God saved you, but he wants you to transition from this place of just being born again to maturity, to what scripture calls manhood, to maturity. That we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who's the head, into Christ. So I'm just going to say that God's desires are we're no longer children. And when I look at the world, even before this, this crisis has hit our world, and many people might fear the disease, many people are sick, many people are dying. We understand this to be true. But there's also other uncertainties that are tossing people to and fro. The stock market's up and down. The economy is everywhere. People wondering if they can keep their job. People wondering where money's going to come from. Uncertainty about supplies, no matter how they reassure us, people are still uncertainty about provisions. And so in the middle of all of this, uh, Paul says it's important that we mature so we're not tossed to and fro but that we are stable, and I want to say, church, you have to be built stable on Jesus Christ. Now, now, then um, there's a hundred different ways I can go. I'm going to be good because I just want to set this up, and I want to tell you that, and then I want to get into just briefly my thoughts on the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, and their role in this time of crisis that we're in. Now, but, but, but right now, just first, I, I, I want to say again about maturing it is time that you hear the truth. Now, a lot of, uh, listen, a lot of Christians don't want to hear the truth in love. If you speak truth that convicts them, they just say that's not in love. And I don't have time, maybe I'll devote a whole segment to that soon, but I don't have time to get into all of that. But Paul said that if the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers will preach and teach the truth to you, and you will be equipped and trained by it. You will grow into the fullness of God, into a mature person, but it takes hearing the truth in love. You have to, have to hear strong truth. You have to digest that, and you have to make changes in response. James tells us that it is foolish and deceptive to hear the word but not do it. 
I want to say it again. He said that if you hear the word, but you do not do it, you deceive yourself. What does it mean to deceive yourself? A lot of people think just hearing something, agreeing with it, somehow makes it true in their life. But you must take action. And so I want to urge you, Church of Jesus, to take hold of the words, the teaching of the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers in this time, to take hold of it, to action so that you may mature and you won't be tossed to and fro, to and fro by every uh, false. And I see the, the way that, that people just perpetuate false doctrines uh, in the world today. And I'm just saying, and I, and I see just random things, one-liners, things shared a lot on social media. And, and I just say people need to be hearing preachers and teachers who have studied the word, understand the word from cover to cover. We're, we're not just ripping out single verses out of context, out of, you know, and maybe I'll do a, a lesson on that, about the, the importance of context. What the, what the verse means in relation to the passage it's in, what that passage means in relation to the book it's in, what that book means in relation to the whole of Scripture, Genesis through Revelations. And while you should study the Word of God on your own, it's important to memorize and study the Word of God on your own, God has placed the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. He has gifted them. The, the Bible says that he gave the fivefold ministry as gifts to the church. I want you to think about that. God gave these people as gifts to the church. It's important, church, right now, it's important that you have the whole of the fivefold ministry functioning in your life. So for the next couple of minutes, I want to just go quickly through um, just my thoughts currently, March 24th, 2020. I'm not acting like the final authority on everything on this subject. I want to share to you just my thoughts that I've been thinking about for the last couple of years and, and just a brief uh, minute or two on each of these categories. Okay, again, let me just set it up by saying I'm not speaking as the final authority. If you have additional thoughts, I would encourage you to share them with, with, with me. And um, I, I don't mind learning from others. But And again, I can't teach you everything I know about this either in the limited amount of time I have currently, which is now sitting at about 13 minutes. So let's start with the apostles. I'm just going to speak to you apostles. Now, some people are uh, uncomfortable with that word. And, um, and then there are others who just call themselves apostles today. I don't have time to really uh, to, to get into all the teaching about the role of the apostle in the church. I am talking about the original 12, but I, I, I'm of the persuasion that God still places apostolic leaders in the church today. However, as with all of the uh, fivefold ministry, you need to try the spirits, understand that they're of God, you know, compare their teaching um, to the word of God. And so while I can't give definitions on everything today, I'm going to just going to give this brief um, instruction and definition to the apostles. It is time to, to activate networks, apostles. It is time to to organize, and, and if you are an apostle, you most likely have been organizing groups of churches with commas, focus, and, 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 and uh, interest, groups of pastors, groups of, of uh, Christians with a common uh, 
citywide or regional focus. Now, this is the time to activate those networks. In times of emergency, apostles, we need you to begin talking to all the people under your influence and to and have a blueprint from the Lord of how we can activate together. One of the ways we're doing this is that we immediately acti activated the West Virginia Prayer Alliance. We activated the preachers and the teachers and the uh, the prophetic people. We activated the intercessors and the worshipers to say, here's our initial response to this panic that's in the world. We just activated the, the people in the state of West Virginia that's in, in, in connected to us. Now, here's what we're not saying. We're not saying we're the only ones in West Virginia doing anything for the Lord or called by the Lord. We are just simply activating the people who are connected to us. It's time for apostles to discern and bring the right people into play. Every good coach has to make judgment calls as to say, I need you in the field right now. I need you on the court right now. And look at someone else and say, I need you in a supportive role. Um, you, the apostle working like a coach often call certain people to the forefront that might often be in a supportive role, or um, then he will set some people who is usually in a upfront role in a supportive role. And so the, the, the point is, is the apostles right now are discerning and activating the various people into the roles that they need to be in to, to respond to this crisis. I gave you an example how we're doing that with West Virginia Prayer Alliance, and we're going to continue to do that with our scope uh, across Appalachia from Birmingham to New York and just figure out how we can continue to activate the network that God has established here. We're strongest in the state of West Virginia right now as, as of today. We have 10 networks covering the entire state. We have been doing this for a year and a half. We have prepped for this moment. And so it's easy, fairly easy, took, took some juggling and some people working, but fairly easy just to activate this network and deploy people into spiritual war. And so I just want to say shout out to people uh, who have deployed and because the, the, the church has to listen, at when uh, uh, um, uh, apostles acting kind of like generals start making um, requests and assignments that covers uh, cities and regions, it's been beautiful to see an army that God has put together in West Virginia and we deployed at this moment. Now, there will be more things we do together, but we were able to deploy about bringing worshipers and prayer leaders and preachers and teachers, and there's more connecting. There's more contacting us, more connecting. And, and even the ones right now who are, you see, 12 hours a day are not the only ones connected. They're not the only leaders. Those are just the ones with some time right now. As this progresses, we'll deploy more. And I'm also encouraged by seeing the dozens and dozens and dozens, sometimes hundreds of people connected at any point in time with these prayer initiatives. So this is a way that the apostles move into action. Now, listen to me, prophets, we need you right now to help us see our way out of this crisis. We need you to, to, to begin to point, and, um, and I've seen several prophetic voices already, and some people are resisting this, but, but I'm going to kind of lean into it. I've been hearing some prophetic voices in, in, in the body of Christ, and I, and I believe that they're, they're speaking as a prophet should, because let me explain what I believe. And again, these are my thoughts and feelings right now. The prophets fundamentally do. They can do other things, but they fundamentally, 
like the prophets of the Old Testament, called the nation of Israel back to the tenets of their covenant with God. When Israel would stay stray, they would call them back to the tenets of their covenant. New Testament prophets, you call people back to the tenets of our covenant, the new covenant with God. You're calling people back to the lordship of Jesus. You're calling people, the church, back to repentance. You're calling the church back to cry out to God. And so I see many prophetic voices that are giving us a way out of this mess, but some people are resisting them. And I'm going to say we must continue as the church of Jesus to listen to 2 Chronicles 7 and 14 and humble ourselves and pray and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways. Now, I'm not making a judgment call right now as to whether or not this pestilence is judgment from God. Uh, uh, Currently, I'm not making that judgment call. I'm just saying no matter what's caused it, the prophets are telling us our way out of it, and that is always our way out of calamity, and that is to turn to the Lord with fasting and prayer and to seek his face. That is our way. They're turning us back to greater love for Jesus. They're putting Jesus at the supreme in the church. They're telling the church to look to Jesus. So I want to say, prophets, continue to hear, continue to see visions, continue to point the church out. Shepherds, wow, and many people call them pastors. I'm just going to call them shepherds right now because we have this definition of pastor as just being one who preaches to us every Sunday morning. But the biblical definition of shepherd, uh, and, and again, maybe I can go into a deeper teacher later, de- te- deeper teaching later. But the biblical um, uh, role of the shepherd um, is to care and protect the flock. We need you caring for people. We need your mercy gifts deployed. Um, we need, uh, like no other time, we need. Uh, right now, we need to listen to the shepherds as they're even making judgment calls to protect the flock, care for the flock. We, we need um, uh, your voice right now. Shepherds, reach out. Um, however your church provides shepherding, I want to encourage those people. I want to encourage elders and, and to support your lead pastors and to reach out and to love and care and Check on and connect the flock right now. Connect to the flock because people need stability. People are afraid. They need, they need to hear from church leaders. They need to hear from these shepherds. I'm just, I'm just going to say it. Um, people are sick. We, you know, currently, as of today, at this moment, I don't know anyone directly affected personally by this virus who's sick with this virus. But in the days ahead, most of us will probably know someone where we're indirectly um, connected to who is affected by this virus or family members. This and other diseases, people are even concerned about other health issues during this time. Shepherds, we need you to care and to protect the flock, to encourage the flock. Uh, so we just, we just talked about the apostles, the prophets, uh, the, the pastors, or, or, the, or the shepherds, and their role during this time. Now, I want to move to the role of the teacher. Uh, teachers, during this and all times of crisis, I'm going to move quick because I'm being mindful of the time, we need you to teach us God's Word. We need you to explain to us principles. 
We need you to help us learn so we can adjust and move forward. We need to learn new things about God's word. We need to learn new principles and, and understanding. Teaching on healing needs unlocked right now like never before. We need to understand um, just preparedness. We need principles on coping. We need all of these things taught to the body of Christ. So teachers, step up and teach us. Um, I'm going to say, um, okay, let me hit evangelist, and then I want to just talk to the church as a whole. Evangelist, preachers of the gospel, compel the lost to turn to Jesus. Uh, yes, absolutely, take advantage of this time we're in. Point people, not to yourself, to your ministry or to the church, but right now point people first and foremost to Jesus. On Christ the solid rock, I began the talk with talking about that Upon this rock of who Jesus is, he is building his church, evangelists pick up that reaping sickle. And if they won't let you around crowds right now, I understand that. But hone, your, sharpen your, evangelists, sharpen the sickles. God is speaking through me right now. Sharpen your sickle. Hone your craft. I spoke to an evangelist that I know uh, most of a month ago and who also pastors a church. But God has, has called him to be an evangelist for this upcoming harvest as well. And I told him about a month ago, I said, God said to go, to go by yourself and preach to empty rooms. We had no idea where we would find ourselves this week. This was weeks ago that I told him that. And he told me just uh, yesterday that he said, um, God is prepping me in this time. And he is preaching to empty rooms, but he's preaching to, 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 uh, to, uh, to uh, social media audiences. Evangelists, God is going to use you right now. Even if you can't get in front of people, even if your uh, uh, scope is limited on social media, hone those skills. Learn, learn from other evangelists. I'm begging you because the harvest is right in front of us. I firmly believe that the Lord, two years ago, the Lord told West Virginia Prayer Alliance to prepare for fall 2020. And that's why we moved quickly and began to build an alliance because our mission is unity, prayer, and equipping because we want to prepare people for awakening. And I said, I firmly I feel the Lord's hand on fall 2020. Many people have felt the, the, the Lord's hand uh, uh, on fall 2020 over the last couple of years. I wasn't the only one, but I certainly felt it. And we began to, to build. Um, and, and so I want to say to the evangelists, right now and in the months ahead, I want to speak to you just for a moment. And I'm probably going to bump up my time, but hang with me for just a minute. Please hang with me. Evangelists, if you know any God called evangelists, tag them in this video. Tell them to go forward to this mark. I, I'm just telling you, evangelists, it's time to sharpen your sickles. It's time to allow the Holy Spirit to throw, flow through you with power. It's time to deal with any sins that you have not dealt with in your life. It's time, the church as a whole, but evangelists, consecrate yourself to the Lord. Because tomorrow, not, not long from now, you're going to see mighty things. And I feel the Holy Spirit even speaking through me right now. And I'm telling you, prepare yourself. Don't rush. Don't rush into the harvest field with a dull sickle. Listen to me. Hone that sickle. Hone the word. Understand the gospel clearly. 
learn to preach the truth in love, but by all means, you must speak the truth and let people understand that they are doomed for an eternity separated from God if they don't turn to Jesus. Evangelist, hone your sickle. Deal with the sin in your life so God can unleash you when this harvest is ready for your sickle. Amen? And now I'm going to say, church, listen. Acts 2, and maybe I'll pick this up tomorrow, says that the church devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. I beg of you to devote yourself. Don't just casually listen to what the true fivefold ministry is saying in these days, but devote yourself to it. Earnestly take hold of it. And tomorrow at 6 o'clock, I'm going to speak to the church as a whole and your role in crisis. I would love to hear your comments, your thoughts. If I don't get to you immediately, we're juggling a lot of ministry right now, but I will get to it. Thank for you. Thank you for joining us. Now, Father, activate the leadership of your church. Let us turn to Jesus. Let us point people to Jesus like never before so that in all things, Christ might be supreme. I love you. Share this video if it spoke to you. Let people know what's going on with West Virginia Prayer Alliance. When I end this, just, just stop, refresh your page in about one or two minutes. And we got a couple of great worship leaders and intercessors from the Summersville, West Virginia area. A couple of young guys who are great singers, worshipers, and they are prayer warriors too. They're going to pray over your requests. And so just join back in in a minute or two. I hope I at least provoked you to think today. Join me again tomorrow at... Um, at 6 o'clock, well, I'll talk specifically to the church, the body of Christ, our role during